I'm Andy Truscott, Program Officer with the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host today. My guest is Leah Beach with the Developing Artist Collaboration, or the DAC, located in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Welcome to the Delaware State of the Arts, Leah. How are you? I'm doing awesome. So you're the founder, you're the executive director, the founder of DAC. And can you tell us a little bit about what inspired you to create this organization? Yeah, so um, DAC, you know, it has been a a journey. It has really been a journey of um, kind of my life, (laughs) my 20s. I know it sounds kind of crazy, Um, but I actually went to um, Delaware, Delaware College of Art Design, which I'm sure many listeners and yourself is familiar with. Um, and I, when I was in DCAD, um, I went for fine arts with a concentration in photography. And in my second year at DCAD, um, I did something very rare, which is the goal of every artist, I think, going through art schools. I found my like passion project. And um, a lot of artists tend to stick with art school and develop that. I started photographing my great grandmother who had dementia. Think about, you know, that someone that you love so much and you basically watch them slip into something that's so terrible. Um, And so many people, when you have a loved one with dementia, um, especially like in our society, they tend to have them in assisted livings and you visit that loved one, especially when you're younger, you know, teenager in your 20s. Um, You know, Nana's kind of crazy and hits on your brother. It's kind of funny. And then you leave. (laughs) When I decided to photograph her, I spent a lot of time with her on my own. And I just became so interested as an artist about how these people were living their lives. And I found through that journey that like really a lot of these people with dementia, they weren't really living their lives. They were kind of just waiting to die, which is a pretty kind of grim reality to have as a young artist and a young person, especially with a family member. And then I became really interested in how people live with dementia in developing countries. I was really lucky in my second year DCAT, I got into a um, pretty prestigious photography competition. And I went to to New York City and was able to um, get some really cool insight about how photographers can go into communities and really discover how people live their lives. That kind of stuck with me that I really wanted to be a photojournalist. And um, at the time, I didn't really have any money. I just graduated from DCAD. And instead of continuing my education, I decided that I would find a community development program and try to go somewhere in the world. And I found Alzheimer's Disease International. Um, ADI is an organization that supports people with dementia all around the world through um, empowering some developing countries. And I literally just saw Kenya on their list of 72 countries and was like, I want to go to Kenya. And I found Global Vision International, signed up for a six-month-long community development and critical infrastructure internship. And when I got there, um, I knew there was a healthcare program and I was interested in working with the healthcare program to try to see if I could find people with dementia to continue my project. What ended up happening was this incredible base that they had built over the past like nine years prior to me arriving, and this is in 2014, um, or sorry, 2013, uh, they were actually closing down the base. Because the base was closing, they really needed an all hands on deck. And I found as an artist, I had these abilities with simple graphic design and photography and mural work that I was able to really give back to this community in such a profound way. And that belief is why I started DAC when I came home. Um, This project actually ended up um, being a really incredible project that took me to India and um, Japan, 
Guatemala, um, the UK, and like all over, really. I photograph people in tons of really interesting situations living with dementia all around the world. My art inspired me to essentially help bring advocacy to how people lived in developing countries. The DAC overall, can you talk a little bit about uh, the structure that exists there? Um, Is it a a hub for artists? What are some of the opportunities that exist there for the artist? Well, I think it's important to kind of um, start with like why I even started DAC. So, uh, you know, I could have continued my my work doing dementia advocacy and continuing to use photography as a tool to uplift communities and being an artist to, to help them. But I decided that that was not really my journey. And I really, um, when I first got back from Africa, I found a group of around like 12 artists in this community down here in the Delaware beaches. And we just came together and we're making art and we're just so inspired to be together. And, you know, that's where that collaboration aspect of DAC came from. And the more that I saw that there just wasn't a lot of innovation here at the Delaware beaches with presentation opportunities for emerging artists. Um, I was like, I'm going to solve this myself. So we started creating all these like really cool little pop-up art shows. And then we started taking some buildings in West Rehoboth. It became Monopoly really quickly, (laughs) which is funny. So we would do these pop-up art shows and then we had some art studios. Um, And really what we found is that there were a lot of artists that really needed help and direction with their careers. And it kind of started out a little bit like the blind leading the blind, because at the same time, myself and the people that were really the, the, the co-founders and the starters of DAC, we're all emerging artists. That actually really started to take a turn um, going into 2018, 2019, where we started to really um, do more of these pop-up shows and starting to work on um, introducing career development into DAC by bringing in people that actually knew a thing or two about marketing or knew a thing or two about building a website or knew a thing or two about um, running a business. And we found that there were a lot of artists that needed that type of career help and needed that support. And going into the pandemic, um, at the time we were such a, we were still a really small organization and we did not have really enough operational funds to get through the two week shutdown that was planned to happen. Yeah. And um, we always kind of struggled with getting donations and such because our leadership, you know, I started DAC when I was 24, I'm 31 now. Um, you know, we weren't a huge candidate for grants because we had to really get our operations in, in check. We really had to get our, you know, the back end of the organization in, in a lot better place. So going into the pandemic, we still were figuring a lot of that out. And when um, we found that money was kind of tough to come together, we actually came up with this concept called um, Dirty Hands DIY, which was uh, basically a DIY space we made for people to come in and make really cool art projects. And that started in 2019 and it was going pretty well. And going into the pandemic, literally that week in March, we had a group of maybe 10 or 15 people that were going to come in and they obviously canceled. So I boxed up their projects overnight pretty much and sold them to friends in the community. So we were able to make enough money off of boxing up all the uh, bagging up at the time, actually the projects and stuff so that we could pay our bills to get through just March and April of the pandemic. We did not qualify for PPP money. We 1099 all of our, our staff. So we technically don't have employees. We actually did. Thank God DDOA, you guys like had given up, we had gotten a grant right before this happened but with that money, um, we actually pretty much overnight built 
dirty hands into an e-commerce and actually ended up having a really successful um, business selling these art kits all over the US to the UK, Australia. We partnered with Dogfish Head. We we um, generated like $45,000 in net revenue, which is a really big deal for a small organization. Congratulations. And at such a time that you're, that everyone was pivoting, the fact that you were able to pit, uh, piggyback some of those relationships that you all have down there uh, into a business saving venture. Yeah. Well, I mean, more than that, I mean, we literally were a rock in e-commerce. Like we learned all that overnight real quick. And the other thing too, is so many artists didn't have websites that we served. So many artists didn't have that, didn't have a way of getting their artwork out there. So we actually were able to pull off working with Delaware Public Health um, presentation opportunities within the area, as well as um, we came up with our flagship program, which is the Creative Career Support Program, which is a workforce development, like really intensive career development program where we take artists and we basically give them all the tools to really like start up their businesses, build websites, the marketing tools they need, business, finance, everything that they can need to really um, pivot their careers. So that all happened in the pandemic for us. So we are one of those few success stories coming out of the pandemic that it really helped us to find our, our purpose and our niche. I do want to take just a minute here to remind our listeners that you're tuned in to News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV for Delaware State of the Arts. Today, I'm talking with Leah Beach, the founder and executive director of the DAC, or the Developing Artist Collaboration. And I wanna talk a little bit about what you just had mentioned, which was your flagship program. Where did you find uh, the resources to help artists learn these tools? Were they connections that you already had in the field? Did people make themselves available to your organization to help teach these these individuals? Honestly, the first round kind of started out with, um, I'm very lucky that I I know how to build my own website. I'm a professional photographer. We had at the time, um, our president of the organization was the marketing director, essentially for Levita Hospitality. So we had a lot of really passionate players within DAC that had the expertise to help these emerging artists, because that was really the artists that we were helping were kind of hobby and emerging artists during that time. This all really changed for us because we kind of called ourselves a community development organization in a sense prior to this. And then it really helped us to find our identity as an artist development organization, which our core purpose of DAC is to give career expansion creation space. Because we also in the pandemic took on an adult daycare facility um, and turned it into 18 art studios, too. So that was a huge part of um, of our time during the pandemic. Uh, some people needed to get out of their house and somewhere to create. So we made that happen. Sure. And that's where this all really took kind of a, a turn for us because we found this is really what we need to be doing right now. Because my passion has always been, I want to take artists to do the work that I did when I was in Kenya. I want to take artists and I want to partner them with organizations to do really incredible outreach work. But the thing that we discovered is that you can't ask an artist to do that type of work if they don't have enough money or enough um, uh, time to be able to take care of themselves. And you would be shocked at how many artists in Delaware, my goodness, uh, everywhere in the world, they, they undervalue themselves. They constantly are being asked to donate work, do things for exposure, play this gig for free, do this recital come teach in our school for free. Like how many artists are, are really capitalized off of their giving nature? 
And that is why we've grown from giving these, you know, career development help to really focusing on us being an artist first movement. And our passion is to give artists the tools to build sustainable, successful, impactful careers. And we call that artist that goes through our programming an elevated artist. Because once an artist is elevated, they have the space for innovation. They have the space to create for the purpose of create and not to sell. And they have the space to do the type of outreach work that our organization is working to build. So we are now in this place right now where we're not just serving emerging artists, we're serving professional artists and we're building our resources to actually pivot to be online so we can reach artists that aren't just in the Delaware beaches, but all throughout Delaware and beyond. And that is really our goal is to work with artists in their careers to expand them and basically not only make their careers better, but to connect them to give them creation space and connect them with innovative uh, presentation opportunities so that they can grow their careers beyond just where they're, where they're at right now. Which was a, a such a perfect uh, segue into uh, I'm on your website and notice your, your three pledges to your artists, but the first one very specifically being no free art. You're no free asking, art, man. You're not asking. <laughs> if you're listening to, to this and you don't get anything out of this. Stop asking artists for free. And for God's sake, if you're an artist, stop giving it for free. I don't care if it's for the SPCA or your grandma. Like my mom pays full price. It doesn't matter if you're, if you're, if someone's a dentist and you go to a dentist to get dentist work, you're not asking them for a donation for your silent auction or a raffle. Artists need to be valued for being one of a kind. Their work doesn't exist anywhere else in the world. Society has done this to artists. So this is not just an artist thing. This is a societal thing. At the second point, artists come first. So, you know, prioritizing the mental health, the well-being, the financial well-being, and the, the structure of the artist always coming first, and you guys always being fair and honest and transparent with any costs, professional development, or resources that, that DAC provides. Um, and I'm so thankful for the transparency here that those are your three guiding principles as you look at the programming that you, you all present. Yes. Yeah, we do not charge a membership due, but I will tell you this right now. Our artists that pay rent, they pay a fair rate based on the fact that we live so close to the beach. You know, sure. our vendors, our, when artists do our vendor events, we invest the money that they spend back into the event. We are very transparent about where their money goes. We think that's important because so many um, organizations charge a membership due and they're not transparent about where an artist membership due goes. So. Sure. Our entrepreneurial model, as we call it, it basically means that an artist pays for what they get and any money that comes in through our DIY program or through donations or through our like really cool things we do with our events, that's what really pumps into running our operations and running our other programming. I wonder if you could speak a little bit about the West Side creative market and potentially some of the, the growth opportunities that you uh, notice from the community's embrace of this event. Oh, man. Well, I think the most important part about that market is where we're located in West Rehoboth. Um, When I first took our first building back here, I had no idea that this was a historic community of color. Um, This community has been been here and it's something that we were a part of since 2016. And it took me until 2021 to understand that the importance of respecting your neighbor and to reach out. And that was when I first really made ties with 
you know, this black community that beforehand I just kind of thought was like a dangerous side of town and was being gentrified. And I think a lot of people in leadership positions through the Black Lives Matter movement, through that, I was able to ask those hard questions like, how, how do I support this community? Do I honor the legacy? What work am I doing to support this community that has for so many years has not had in any sort of a historical marker or any sort of respect from the surrounding areas. And um, that was, you know, really last year, that's where I found that there's a rich history here. This was a community that had thriving black owned businesses and black homeowners and, you know, folks that worked in downtown Rehoboth and this is where they lived. And now, especially with the, the, the housing market, so many of these families don't live here anymore. And it has been our dedication to this community to honor this history and to use our creative services through our mural program, through the website that we're doing, through the video work that we're working on right now to honor this incredible heritage that's here. And we use the market as a vessel for that as well. And it is so important to us that people understand when they come to West Rehoboth about its past and its future. And this market has really transformed not only the stigma that the local community has of West Rehoboth, but it has really made people see us as like a funky artsy kind of corner of town, which has been an incredible um, transition in the last couple of years. As we're wrapping up here, if you could share one of your passion projects for the next coming year, is there something that's front of mind for you that you're like, we're absolutely going to get this done this year? I think our biggest passion project has been, um, I've learned to be a leader while working. I have an associates of fine arts and a hard time in Africa. We always joke about, um, I, I really don't have <laughs> a lot of, um, experience in the nonprofit sector in the business world or the, you know, being an entrepreneur. And I've invested so much in surrounding myself with the best possible people that I can that have the vision that I have. And I think my biggest passion project is, um, correcting our course and investing in building the foundation of serving this community. Because as we bring our programming online, we do understand that that is going to really expand us very fast. So my passion and biggest goal through the rest of this year and into next is really building a really incredible foundation. And any type of donation or support is really going towards us kind of getting ourselves out of, um, we took on a really large debt to get this market built and our various other projects. Um, and we've had to learn a lot of quite frankly, hard lessons. Um, and it just feels really good to kind of be on the other side of that and to be, you know, working in a forward direction with the best and most incredible staff that I could ask for really. If uh, the public wants to learn more about where they can go to either support or to learn about upcoming events for you guys, what's the best place for them to, to do so? Um, developingarts.org is our website. If you want to explore a really cool way to support us, um, Out of the Box DIY is our DIY program. We actually sell our kits still. We also have our creative market. It's running all the way through October. We have our Dewey Beach Sip and Shop, which is our huge annual holiday shopping, art experience, vendor experience in Delaware. It's also sponsored by Delaware Tourism Office, which is really exciting as well. Um, our creative market's going to go through the holidays. If you're an artist, and even if you're in Northern Delaware, you're in DC, Maryland, doesn't matter. Join our organization. It's free. Right now, um, we've kind of gotten a little behind on connecting our artists and 
connecting them with our resources and opportunities and right and we're making a big shift in September to get back to that. So this is a really special time to join DAC and be a part of our movement. Um, Leah, thank you so much for spending some time with me. If you want to learn more about the DAC, you can visit their website at developingarts.org. Delaware State of the Arts is a weekly podcast that presents interviews with arts organizations and leaders who contribute to the cultural vibrancy of communities throughout Delaware. Delaware State of the Arts is provided as a service of the Delaware Division of the Arts in partnership with News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. The Delaware Division of the Arts, a branch of the Delaware Department of State, is committed to supporting the arts and cultivating creativity to enhance the quality of life in Delaware. Together with its advisory body, the Delaware State Arts Council, the division administers grants and programs that support arts programming, educate the public, increase awareness of the arts, and integrate the arts into all facets of Delaware life. To find out more about the division, visit arts.delaware.gov.